When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, healthcare, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straightforward and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement. Good news. You found the Retirement Playbook sponsored by APO Financial. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Playbook. And now, here are your hosts, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Playbook, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be finding out more about Coach John Crows and why he decided to open APU Financial here in Lorium. Also, ways to invest outside of the stock market. We'll also be discussing planning for long-term care, a big expense in retirement. Then we'll be talking about key ages to mark along your retirement journey. And finally, we'll discuss the 4% rule, what is it and why it may not be right for you. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from John Crow's Wealth Advisor at APO Financial and John Goodhue, founder and CEO of APO Financial. I'll start with you, Coach Crow's. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing awesome. Hello to you and John, and hello to everyone in the listening area. Well, glad to hear that, John Crow's, that you're doing well. And John Goodhue, how is this fine fall morning treating you? Oh, man, if I'd been any better, I'd be Jeff Shade. <laughs> I don't know about that. You're doing pretty well yourself, John. Good, Hugh. Well, anyway, I'm certainly glad to be here with both of you guys. Very important show today. And I think really just having this service here in the Lorium area is certainly a big, big benefit to the people of this part of the country. I want to circle back to something that we talked about last week, Coach Crows, and that is the fact that, you know, you were an educator for 30 years and a football coach. Why did you decide to get into the financial services industry? It started with looking at the financial industry about halfway through school last year. You know, I knew I was coming up on the end of my 30th year and had the ability to retire after 30 years. And I started looking at what that would mean for me if I got out at the end of the school year. So I started looking at what my pension plan had. I also had some investments uh, with my college roommate. He had set me up in a variable annuity. And then I also... About 10 years into my teaching career, um, I had a lifelong dream of living on a lake. Mm-hmm. And so I invested into a lakefront property that I knew would be a good investment for future, you know, as real estate is always on the incline in terms of value. And it really has been a good investment. And I, I love where I live and it uh, really enjoy it. But also in the back of my mind was I was always interested in doing something in the mathematical field other than teaching. And if I was going to do that, now was the time to go. And when I looked at my retirement stuff and what I had available, and I just wasn't very happy with it and wasn't very happy with myself because I just didn't take control of it. You know, I just trusted, like I had a game plan. There was some sort of a game plan, but like I didn't have the amount of money that I wanted, I guess would be a good way to put it. Um, And so I started looking at, okay, well, obviously I can't just sit here and retire and and live off of that. And so I started looking around and at first I was just kind of passively looking and probably about January, February, I was introduced to John and told him my story and, and what I was looking to do something different, something in math. And uh, he had suggested that maybe we open a financial 
advisor office or wealth management office, retirement planning office. And so I started putting some deep thought into it and started talking to people about this as an option. And as I started getting responses from people, they're all basically the same that they were doing the same thing as me, had something out there, but they didn't know what they had out there and they didn't know where it was going and felt like they needed someone to talk to. The more I heard that, the more I felt like this might be something I need to do. And as I looked into it and looked at my strengths in terms of having the math background, but I think more importantly, being able to understand and be able to explain to people so that they could understand like a little more complicated math, you know, and I've been a calculus teacher and physics and and I really feel like I did a great job taking some very complicated subjects and breaking them down so people of different learning paths could understand what I was talking about. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Coach Crows, I mean, back in the day, you made some investments, but you really did not have any guidance as to those investments and how they would fit into a portfolio. And as a 30-year maths teacher like that, you really have uh, used your math skills to help people really get the most out of their retirement. Only today, your students are not 15 years of age. They're like 60, 65 years of age. Would you say that retirement planning, and John Goodhue, jump in here if you would, but is retirement planning largely math and science? There's a lot of math and science, but there's a lot of things that come from experience. I've been doing this, this part of it for 15 years. Then I bring the experience. I used to practice law, so I bring that experience to the table. And so, yeah, I think it's everybody's life experience. John brings a different life experience to the table than I do. So I do think it's a lot of that. And then it's what do you learn along the way? Because there's lots of different ways to do things. Usually, there's not just one way to do things. And so that's what you end up learning when you're doing retirement planning with people. John, you talked about experience, and I know that you've got a lot of it. And Coach Crows, you've got a lot of experience educating and informing people. Do you think that uh, there has been a lack of education in financial planning and just money management in general out there? Oh, I would say definitely, based off of what I have heard from people that I've talked to, uh, I've been out in the public lately. Uh, we've sponsored a couple of smaller events just to introduce APO Financial to the local community. And uh, there definitely seems to be a need for educating and helping people out. And that is the purpose of the show is each and every Saturday morning here. We're here for you to educate and inform and to help you get the information that you need to make intelligent investment decisions. So join us, as I said, every Saturday morning at 11 here on 920 WMPL. And for those people who do come in and they get their no cost, no obligation retirement roadmap, you're also going to give them a book, I understand, a bucket list retirement book. Is that it? Yes, uh, yes it is. And we uh, actually have a, a number of other books that we're happy to share with people. We've written a number of books over the years on all kind of different aspects of retirement planning. And so we love sharing those with people. We gave a couple of those out for our uh, Halloween trick-or-treat. Calumet hosted a treat street and we set up a booth and gave out candy and introduced ourselves to the local community and had some of those books around for the adults. And uh, boy, those got people said, oh, look at that bucket list book. I want that. And so it gave me the opportunity to introduce the thought of, hey, fill out that bucket list book and come back and talk to us so we can help you attain those things that are in your bucket list. 
Before we continue, John, I want to take a moment here to remind people how they can get in touch with APO Financial. That number is 906-523-9030, 906-523-9030 to request your complimentary no-cost, no-obligation retirement roadmap with APO Financial. Just a friendly conversation to get a gauge on where you are today and help you get to retirement. Again, no cost, no obligation for that. You can also request it online and find out more about the firm at apofinancial.com. That is APO Financial. Financial.com. And as I said, you will get that bucket list book. What's on your bucket list, John Goodhue? Oh, my goodness. My, my bucket list so long. <laughs> Top three. I, I, oh, my gosh. Well, number one, I've never seen the pyramids in mm-hmm. Egypt. But, but right now, I'm not going there because of all the turmoil. I am going to do, uh, in 2025, I am going to do the uh, African uh, photo safari. Oh, yeah. Yep, and I'm going to do the uh, the gorilla interaction. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I've had several clients do that. It is so cool. If nobody's okay. ever done that, go on YouTube and Google it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, gorilla. It, it is it's a gorilla interaction. Okay. You, it's, it's a little scary, I'll be honest with you. I would imagine. But, yeah, but I've had several clients do it, and they've shown me their videos. It's, that's really cool. And so, And then I've always wanted to go – to an Olympics, and I've never gone. I should have gone when it was in, in Atlanta several mm-hmm. years ago, but I'm going to be in Rome this summer at the same time that the Olympics are in Paris, oh. and, and I'm, I'm going to go over to Paris for a few days and go to some of the events. Great. So those are those are three bucket list book things. I've got, like I said, my clients give me all kinds of new ideas, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just really, it's things I've ne- I would have never, ever thought about. Yeah, and I want people to think about their bucket list because I think that's so important. That is one of the great advantages of APU Financial is that you have helped people, so many people achieve their bucket list dreams. John Crows, what is on your bucket list? I'm glad you asked John Goodhue first because I had to kind of piece mine together here real quick, but mine have always been kind of uh, sports-related, being the coach that I am. Probably number one bucket list item list would be to follow the uh, NCAA March Madness mm-hmm. Start at one venue the first weekend and every weekend, you know, go to a different venue until you get to the final four. And so you're. I love it. Yeah. Yep. UK Wildcats, go. Barnes are going to be tough this year. So, and uh, Tom Izzo is a, is a fellow Uper. So we're, we always cheer for, for the Spartans around here. Um, so, n- number two would be uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl week and festivities. And then uh, I would just love to go around on a fall and hit all these wonderful football stadiums for a weekend of college football. The big house at Ann Arbor, which I've been to once, but I'd love to do that again. Badger Stadium down in Madison. Would love to go down there and uh, jump with the band going into the fourth quarter. I think that would be just an awesome experience. Well, both of you guys are football fans, and uh, John Goodhue knows I've always been a baseball fan. We used to joke about the Colorado Rockies. They're a joke. <laughs> yeah, they're a joke. <laughs> but I'd like to go to a Rockies game with you one of these days, John Goodhue, just to say that I went there. Go to the World Come Series. On in. And, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go check it out. So that is our bucket list here. You've heard John's and John's, and you've heard my bucket list. What is on your bucket list? If you think that you can't achieve those goals, you better think again, because if you get into APO Financial and lay these things out, I think that they more than likely likely can make a plan for you to achieve your bucket list goals. Once again, that number to call 906-523-9030, 906-523-9030.
903-906-523-9030 to get your no-cost, no-obligation APO financial review. And it is a friendly conversation so that you can ask your questions, get your questions answered, and get yourself on a good path towards a retirement which you not only survive, but you also thrive. Once again, that number, 906-523-9030. You could also request your appointment online at apofinancial.com. That's apofinancial.com. Want more strategies to support the quality of life you want for 30-plus years? Don't go away. There's more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial in just a moment. You can't start a journey you've never taken without a plan, and you can't start your retirement journey without a comprehensive plan to get there safely. To request your no-cost, no-obligation Retirement Playbook review, call 906-523-9030 or request it online at apofinancial.com. Now, back to more of the Retirement Playbook with John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. If you're just joining us, this is a Retirement Blueprint with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. We are so glad that you decided to join us here on this Saturday morning. We're here for you each and every Saturday morning at 11 on WMPL for your fiscal fitness and your financial education. Once again, that telephone number, if you'd like to have your complimentary review, 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. You can also request it online at apofinancial.com. In the beginning of the show, uh, both John's there, I did talk about ways to invest outside of the stock market. I do want to explore that just a little bit in this particular segment. Most people, when they think of investments, if they're not educated, they think, well, I've got to be in the stock market. Not necessarily true. Either John here, what are some of the options that we have outside of the stock market? Well, I just want to reaffirm what you just said there. When I stepped into this business, that's what I figured right. investment and financial management was all about. And then as I talk to people, that's their first thing out of their mouth is, oh, so you're buying and selling stocks. And so as I started doing my learning and and reading and investigating and trying to work on my licensing, there's so many vehicles out there. And it was overwhelming at first because you're, you're looking at them, you're looking at pros and cons and tax advantages and and what the tax implications are of each and and at first it kind of blew my mind but then as I learned and realized what these were all about it's a big big world out there besides just investing in stocks and I think a limited scope advisor and I call them limited scope because they primarily deal just in stocks bonds maybe annuities and that's not what APO Financial is I mean there are a lot of tools in the toolbox at APO Financial so John Goodhue can you give me some examples of some things that we can invest in that are outside of the stock market Oh sure I mean I think right now a lot of people are looking at these uh, uh, interest rates the short term interest rates that banks are offering even money market accounts you know are around you know 3 five, three and a half, four sometimes you get short-term CDs, certificates of deposits at banks that are in a four and a half to five range right now. Sometimes I don't think people think of those as investments, but they are. They're just a fixed investment, right? Now, those short-term rates won't last that long. Uh, I mean, I think we're kind of in a blip here. And then I always tell people if fixed rates are at like four and five percent, that means there's probably bigger opportunities and better opportunities to grow your money at a, at a higher rate because usually fixed rates are your, your lower rates people offer. 
Now, the advantage of the uh, cash equivalents like that is certainly safety, so that's something to consider, too. But you'll see these come-on rates sometimes. It'll be 9%, but they do come with some restrictions, like for the first $1,000 and so forth and so on, so don't be fooled by those. Now, a lot of people ask about bonds, John, and I don't want to paint bonds with a broad brush here, but there are some bonds that you just don't like. Can you tell me why? Well, I mean, bonds in general, people think of bonds as safety. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to a lot of financial advisors, they'll say, okay, somebody else, a client will say, okay, I want, to, I want to be safe. I don't want to lose money. And they'll say, they'll put them in bond portfolios. The problem with bonds is, well, one, there's default risk. I mean, these bonds do default. Municipality, municipal bonds, for example, uh, there's default rates all the time. Uh, my bigger, biggest problem with the bonds right now is we are in an up interest rate cycle. Interest rates have gone from almost nothing a few years ago, to, and now we're up in the 5 6% rates in general. And that's going to continue. Interest rate cycles run in 20- to 30-year cycles, and we're just on the wrong side of an interest rate cycle. So, for example, and most people don't understand bonds. That's the other thing because they're a little more complicated. You know, stocks go up, stocks go down. People understand that. But with bonds, if you buy a bond right now, let's say, let's say it's a 4% bond, and let's say three years from now, you need to liquidate that bond to pay for your retirement. Now, maybe you want to buy a new boat or whatever, and new bonds are paying 5%. Well, what's going to happen is when you go to sell that 4% bond in a world where new bonds are issuing at 5%, yeah. you're not going to get what you paid for it. So basically, it lost money. I don't think people think of that. And so in this interest rate cycle, we're on the upslope probably for the next 15, 20 years. So I think people should really think twice about the, the anything they have in the bond side of their portfolios. So right now, bonds are not in favor, at least with you, John. Now, I have heard these other blanket statements, you know, I hate annuities and you should too. But at APO Financial, as I recall, you and I used to talk about, we love annuities and you should too. So let's talk about that a little bit. Explain annuities and how they may be an alternative investment for people. It's like anything in life, right? Uh, there are good things, there are, there are mediocre things, and then there are just terrible things. All in this, All called the same thing, right? Like there's good lawyers, there's mediocre lawyers, there's bad lawyers. Same thing with doctors. It's the same thing with annuities. And there's different types of annuities. There, in general, there are three families of annuities. There's a fixed annuity. It kind of works like a CD does. You get a interest rate, set interest rate for like two or three years or whatever. And then at the end of that time, you take your interest money and you go home. There's no fees and expenses to those. There's nothing wrong with those. They're just an alternative to like CDs. And then you have fixed indexed annuities. that We tend to like those. A fixed index annuity, you can't lose money. I like not losing money. You can have gains that are tied to stock market indexes like the S&P 500, the Dow, a bunch of others. When the index goes up, you're not going to you're not going to get the full amount. But if the S&P goes up and that's what you're tracking and it it goes up 10 percent with a good growth annuity, you may get six and a half to eight percent. But then when the S&P goes down and you're still tracking it, you don't lose any of your money, including the gains that you had. So your gains get locked into your principal. So I really like that. And if you do it the right way, you do it with no fees and expenses. So I tend to like those quite a bit. And you can create guaranteed lifetime income from those also. The ones I don't like are variable annuities in general, most variable annuities. 
And that's just because you can lose money in them because they're just inside of mutual funds. And so they go up and down with the market. My biggest problem with them, they have really, really high fees. Mm -hmm. The fees are, the ones I see are usually a minimum of about 3%. Uh, annual fees going up to as high as sometimes I see six and seven percent and you can't make any money paying somebody that much money on an annual basis so so yeah certain annuities can work really well for people and I just think certain other annuities you should avoid we're talking about ways to invest outside of the stock market here with John Goodhue and John Crows of APO Financial. Once again, that number, if you have questions about ways to invest outside of the stock market, you want to get in and sit down and talk with John Crows there, 906-523-9030, 906-523-9030 for your no-cost, no-obligation financial consultation. You'll also get that bucket list book just for calling. I'm going to turn to you, John Crows. Another way that you can invest outside of the stock market would be in insurance products. Can you tell me more about that? Let's see. Life insurance, uh, just starting to get in and uh, do a lot of learning about the life insurance. I just uh, got my life insurance uh, certificate for the state of Michigan. Life insurance can provide beneficiaries with the resources they need after you pass. So there's, there's a death benefit that goes along with it. You can also have life insurance where you pay into it and build into your cash value and also be able to withdraw from from that cash value to cover expenses. So basically, there's term life insurance, and I think most people know that, where you buy life insurance for a term, let's say that it is 20 years, it really just has a death benefit. If you die in the 20 years, you get the money. But then there's also life insurance policies, which build some cash value. And then above that, there are also insurance policies that you can pay into, and correct me if I'm wrong here, John Goodyear, in that you can collect death benefits even before you die if you can't do two of six daily activities of living? You can. You they can actually cover your long-term care risk. Okay, um, that's what you're talking about. Right. Uh, then they do that basically as part of the death benefit when you're still alive. They call those living benefits. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's usually a side benefit of doing a life insurance policy. I just tell people life insurance has meant multiple applications. John uh, Crow's talked about particularly one is it's uh, it's you know to, to cover you know unexpected uh, unforeseen circumstances. If somebody is going like somebody that has some debt and one of them is the big income earner, you probably ought to get a life insurance policy to cover and pay off that debt in case the person who's making the higher income, it passes away too soon. That's a kind of a normal use for life insurance. What a lot of people don't know about life insurance is it's actually the very best tax planning tool on the mm. planet Earth. And uh, it has three tax benefits that nothing else has. And the way it works is absolutely remarkable. It has to be properly designed, though. That's a big caveat I give people. And not very many people know how to design them properly. We do. I mean, I've been doing it for years. The big difference is if I stack up a, a properly designed life insurance policy against anything, an IRA, a Roth IRA, a brokerage account, and we start pulling the same amount of money out in the same period of time and the same growth rates, the life insurance contract will never expire. You'll always get those, and it's all tax-free. That's the great thing about it. You put you get that money's coming out tax-free, and all the other accounts will end up going to zero because you're pulling money out of them within about somewhere in the 9 to 12-year range. So when you truly understand how life insurance works and how it can create tax-free cash flow for you, it's a pretty remarkable vehicle. 
We're talking about ways to invest outside of the stock market. We have talked about high-yield savings accounts, also CDs, bonds, annuities, life insurance. The next one is real estate. Now, I think a lot of people think, well, if I buy real estate, I'm going to automatically become rich. But that's not necessarily true. I mean, if you buy active real estate that you're managing, it can go up in value. Is real estate really just a slam dunk for making money? Well, it's an alternative investment. I was going to say when I think about uh, real estate and investing in it, you could do what I did and buy a place early in life and um, I have improved on it. And in the last 10 years, it's amazing to watch the value of the homes around my place skyrocket. And, and when I start hearing what other people are getting for their houses that they've sold, I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. Look at mine and go, if, that, if theirs is worth that, then mine is worth this. And then you go to people in town selling their houses for extraordinary costs, too. And I'm like, holy cow, I, I'm making a mint off of this. But I'm not, I am not. don't plan on selling it. I love where I live. And uh, But it's in terms of how much growth it has, it's great. I have friends from home that just retired from working at the iron mines for CCI. And they're making money in their retirement by flipping houses. But one of the things that they're finding is they're doing it for fun and are making money, but they find that every time they go to flip a house, there's way more expenses involved in in getting it up to. Mm -hmm. And so they're not making the money that they maybe thought that they were doing. And then uh, in my learning, I came across uh, something called, uh, and I forget what what the abbreviation stands for, but it, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but REITs or rights or REITs. R-E-I-T-S. Right. Real Estate Investment Trust. You know, and, and that certainly looks like a great investment right there if you're interested in, in real estate because it's you're buying fractional ownership mm-hmm. in companies that own or operate and finance income generating real estate. And the final one here, because we're just about out of time in this segment for alternative investments outside of the stock market, precious metals. This is somewhat polarizing. I mean, you see these commercials all the time from washed up actors saying you got to buy gold and silver and put it in your portfolio because the end of times is going to come. But here's the way I think about it. If the end of time comes and you've got gold and silver and I got bullets and food or something, I think I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to have the thing that people want more than gold and silver. And also the precious metals, not necessarily too liquid. That's what I tell people too, Jeff. Somebody says, well, you know, (laughs) I'm going to have gold, silver and all this stuff. And so the end of the world comes, I'll be able to barter with it. And I do, I tell them, well, I've got guns, I've got bullets. And I know where you live. (laughs) So I'll probably come get your gold, right? So lead's a little more precious than gold then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can can buy it, you can hold it, it's fun to have, but you got to remember that I think over, and correct me if I'm wrong, John Goodhue, but over the past 30 years, or so that there are many other investments who've had a greater appreciation than precious metals. There are, and what I tell people about precious metals, because I, I get asked this question all the time, it's not an investment, it's a hedge. It's a hedge against things that basically that are disastrous or can really, really impact things. One is inflation, mm-hmm. right? So if you buy precious metals when inflation is just starting to happen, well, there's a lot of people that are afraid and the speculators are there and and it's going to increase in value. But when the pressures come off of inflation, let's say when the Federal Reserve actually gets inflation under control here, you'll see the precious metal prices drop like a rock Mm -hmm. because the fear is gone. And then the other hedge is for people who are really seriously concerned about this country not being here and seriously concerned about having barter items and stuff. That's a little extreme. 
but it's not you know it's not out of the realm of possibility but that's those are the two hedges it's really not an investment vehicle and I think, too, it's not terribly liquid. I mean, if I need uh, some gasoline, I can't shave a little bit off of a Kruger Rand at the BP station and get a gallon of gas. Plus, you've got to think about it this way. They're also middlemen. When you go to buy that gold at a broker or a dealer, they're going to charge you something that, you know, in order to buy it from them. Then when you go to sell it, they're not going to give you the fair market value because they've got to make money, too. So there are reasons to own gold and silver and precious metals, but liquidity is not one of them. We've been talking with John Goodhue and John Crows of APO Financial of course, a brand new office right here in Lorium for you. And we've been talking about ways to invest outside of the stock market. If you do not understand what you're invested in, you think that you may be making some mistakes, you want somebody to look over your shoulder and take a look at what you have, we're offering a no cost, no obligation, no judgment financial review here with APO Financial. You can get it by calling 906-523-9030. Go ahead and do it this weekend. 906-523-9030. You can leave your information. Laura will call you back on Monday and set you up with an appointment with John to discuss your individual retirement goals. Once again, 906-523-9030. And don't forget, we'll give you that bucket list book if you call. You can also request it online at apofinancial.com, apofinancial.com. Want more talk about sustaining your wealth and thriving in a retirement that could last 30 plus years? Stay tuned for more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial after this. Ready to score a touchdown with your retirement plan? Good. You're listening to the Retirement Playbook. And now, back to the show with your coaches, John Groves, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. Thank you so much for joining us here for the Retirement Playbook. We're here for you each and every Saturday morning at 11 on WMPL for your fiscal fitness, your financial education. We are celebrating a brand new APO office right here in Lorem. It's in downtown Lorem. It is headed up by uh, John Crows. And a lot of you know Coach Crows from his uh, 30 years of teaching in the school system there and also his football coaching. Also, John Goodhue is with us from the mothership out there in Colorado at APO Financial. But John Goodhue, I mean, uh, Coach Crows is the only person in the Lorium office, is he? No, we've got two other team members up there. Laura Madela worked in the school system along with John for a number of years, and we kind of snagged her away from that. She's working with John. She's our support staff person, at least the first one up there. Right. Um, and so she's right in the office with John every single day. And then Matt Verton uh, also is working with us. He actually works with uh, all of our offices in different areas of marketing. He's kind of our marketing director. And they've, uh, they're both uh, long-term residents of the Upper Peninsula, so we're really happy to have both of them with us, too. Glad to have you along when you do call that number for your financial plan at 906-523-9030. More than likely, you'll speak to Laura before you speak to anybody else, so treat her well and tell her hello. In this segment, we want to talk about paying for long-term care. And I think long-term care is one of those expenses that many people kind of misunderstand and they neglect to really plan for. But as far as my experience goes and my observations, I think most people do not just, you know, they're living one minute and the next minute they're not living. It's usually a slow decline and that would involve long-term care. Now, long-term care is not inexpensive, is it? Oh, no. It can get really expensive. And unfortunately, the statistics are terrible because what I, I've been doing this, like I said, 15 years, and I can promise pretty much everybody that if you need long-term care, I have seen more retirement plans blow up 
because of those health care uh, needs that people did not plan for than almost anything. So I just believe that everybody should really look at the risk that they have there because when you turn 65, three out of four of us are going to need long-term care in our lifetimes. Right. That's 75% of us. Yeah. So, and I always tell people too, I said, look, there's two reasons that you cover long-term care. The first one, of course, is so that the person who needs the care has the money to pay for it. That makes sense, right? Right. But I can also promise people, if you're married, for example, or have somebody in your life that loves you, if you're the one that needs long-term care, the other person will do anything in the world to get the money to pay for your care. That includes liquidating retirement accounts, selling real estate, putting mortgages on properties. And then what happens, the person who needs the care is usually the first one to die. And the person who didn't need the care, the survivor, is left with depleted assets and a really bleak rest of their life. Those are the two reasons that you want to cover long-term care risk. So that doesn't happen to the survivor. And another thing I always tell people is, guys, we die first 82% of the time. So if you're married and you're you're the one that needs care and you die first and your spouse depleted a whole bunch of your assets to keep you going, you're leaving them. It's a women's issue, but right, you know, right. a lot of the times you're really not leaving your spouse in good shape. So you really need to address this issue. And I've got a relative in long-term care right now, John, and he's in a memory care unit. And I mean, long-term care, that can cost nine, ten thousand $10,000 a month, depending upon where you are on the coast. It could be even more than that. And the big problem here is paying for long-term care. It's so expensive. Why would someone want to consider a long-term care policy? Is that a good option, pros and cons? Well, this is what I tell people. There are nine different ways to cover this risk. Okay. Everybody thinks, oh, it's a long-term care insurance is the only way to cover my long-term care risk. Well, if this gives you any flavor of it, that's number nine on the bottom of the list. When I talk to people, our firm can write long-term care, traditional long-term care insurance. We haven't written one of those policies in over eight years. Mm. There are eight better ways to cover the risk. And so, and depending on the person and their situation, depends on which one of those ways, or maybe two of those ways, might be the best for them. So really people should sit down and talk with us, talk to John and explore what is the best way to cover that risk. There's just not just one way to do it. And again, when you say talk to John, we're talking about John Crows there at APO oh, yeah. Financial at the uh, <laughs> office right here in Laurium. 906-523-9030 is the number to call, 906-523-9030. John Crows, what is your experience with long-term care? Have you known anybody who's been into long-term care or known anybody who has basically had to sell the family farm, so to speak, in order to pay for long-term care? I don't know anyone that has had to sell the farm, but I know that uh, I've had some very close friends be primary caregivers for their one of their parents and just to see how hard it was on them and how much of a burden it was. And I think a lot of people are kind of like one year ago, I would probably sit there and say, I'm not going to plan for long-term care. I'll just deal with it when I get there. It's too expensive. If I don't use it, I'm going to lose it. And I probably can't qualify medically anyway. So let's just kind of roll the dice and see what happens. And, you know, as I'm going through and and learning about uh, long-term care and looking at some of the plans that APO Financial offers, those uh, 
some things that, you know, my original thoughts, boy, are they wrong, you know, and, and uh, I think they've come up with how to do it with very little cost and money never lost and no medical qualification. John's just exactly right. He's he's hitting he's hitting all the high points. We can do it in because people say, oh well, if I don't use it, I paid all that money, then I you know I've lost all that money. Well, that traditional long term care is health insurance, and so that's exactly how health insurance works. But there are other ways to do it so that guess what? If you don't use it, you don't lose it. Mm-hmm. And the money will, will go to your kids. And so that's okay. So I solved that problem. The other one I hear a lot is, well, you know, boy, I sure would like to have that cover, but I can't qualify. I'm, I'm medically, I just can't do it. We can cover that risk. Absolutely no medical questions answered, not one. And in the right circumstances, we can get the long-term care taken care of at no cost to wow. people. Hmm. And I always challenge people. Some people go, oh, you can't get that done that way. I say, come talk to us and we'll show you how we do that. I can hear the people out there right now who are driving in their cars or they're at home listening. Maybe they're taking a walk and they're listening in their headphones and they're saying, but Medicare, Medicaid, that's going to pay for the long term care. John Goodhue, why is that not a good option? <laughs> well, number one, Medicare really doesn't pay for long term care. It pays little bitty things like 100 days of skilled nursing facilities, but that's not long-term care. Medicare pretty much pays zero for long-term care. Now, Medicaid, people get those mixed up, but Medicaid will pay for long-term care, but you pretty much got to be broke in order for that to happen. And so, and then you've, then you've got na- some nasty things that can happen. Like if you go on Medicaid and you own a house, for example, mm-hmm. they won't make you sell your house if you intend to go back to it at some point. However, if you go Medicaid and then you die, they, a lot of states put Medicaid liens on people's houses sell the houses and pay themselves back for the care. So there's ways you can do some planning around that and those type of things you can keep from happening a lot of times. But in order to do that, you have to do specialized Medicaid planning. That's a very complicated uh, expertise. That's how the government pays for long-term care. Besides that, it's going to be out of your pocketbook unless you've covered the risk another way. John Goodhue, you said that uh, this is a very specialized expertise. I would imagine that at APO Financial, this is one of the big things that you do help people with. We can, and really it takes uh, specialized estate attorneys that -hmm. understand Medicaid planning, if, you know, that's how you're going to go. We usually, most of our clients are really, really covering this risk on their own, because when you get into Medicaid planning, you're you're giving up control of assets. Uh, Not a big fan of that. And there's some other things you have to do that I probably wouldn't suggest people do, but people do those to protect assets and, and, uh, you know, and that's, that's okay. Earlier, John, you said there were about nine ways to pay. Could you possibly, if you plan early enough, just self-fund long-term care? Sure you can, but I can prove to you why that's not the smartest thing to do. Okay. It's, it's not any different. It's either you can underwrite the risk yourself, okay, but why don't you spread the risk among a bunch of other people? That's what insurance companies do. They use what's called the rule of large numbers, and they're spreading that risk over lots and lots and lots of people. It's a lot less costly to do it that way. So I suggest people take care of it themselves, not by paying it out of pocket, but by spreading that risk using the kind of tools that we, we can help people and we show people what, how, to, how to do. 
We're talking with John Goodhue and John Crows of APO Financial. And, of course, uh, we have a brand-new office for APO Financial right here in the Lorium area to serve the people of this part of the country. And certainly we do talk about a lot of things, including how to pay for long-term care. John Crows, Coach Crows, I know that you're heading up that office there. And, of course, you've got Laura in the office with you as well. Can you tell me a little bit more about this particular office, where you're located, the hours that you're open, and can people just walk in and say hello and maybe sit down and discuss their situations with you? We would love people just to walk right in and, and introduce themselves. But we're on 3rd Street Elorium. We're actually one block away from the Gip Arena. And I think everyone in the Copper Country knows where the Gip Arena is because they're either hockey players or bringing kids to play Little League baseball and Little League softball. So we're, you could park over there, drop the kids off, and uh, come on over and sit down and chat with us for a half hour or an hour. And again, you do encourage walk-ins, and what are the hours where people can simply just drop in on you? We're open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. All right. So if you have questions about your retirement plan, maybe you've got a retirement plan that you tried to do yourself. You're not sure about it. Maybe you have a plan from someone else. Maybe you got one on the internet. Maybe you have gotten one from what I call the big box planners. And you know the ones that I'm talking about, those limited scope advisors who do not have the tools in the toolbox like APO Financial has. And you're looking for a second opinion. It would be well worth your while to stop by APO Financial right here in Lorium and get that second opinion. If you'd like to call and talk more about beginning that conversation to put you on a path for retirement in which you not only survive, but you also thrive, call 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. When you call that number, you'll get a friendly voice. More than likely, it's going to be Laura who will set you up with a time to sit down and talk with Coach Crows and the folks there at APO Financial. Once again, no cost, no obligation. There is no judgment for that. And we'll also give you the APO Financial bucket list book if you call or come in today. Once again, 906-523-9030. You can also request your complimentary conversation online at apofinancial.com. That is apofinancial.com. Want more straight talk and honest answers about your wealth management and retirement journey? Stay with us. There's more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial here on AM 920 and FM 107.3 WMPL. Talk that bridges the gap. We're back with more strategies for a retirement in which you not only survive, but thrive. This is the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial. Once again, here's John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade. We've had some great conversations this morning with John Crows of APO Financial right here at the brand new office in Lorium, and also John Goodhue from APO Financial out at the Mothership in Colorado. Once again, if you're interested in what we're talking about today, you want to get in and sit down and maybe have a second look at your retirement plan, or if you don't have a plan, maybe put you on the path to a retirement, which you not only survive, but you also thrive. Call 906-523-9030 and ask for your complimentary, no cost, no obligation financial review. Once again, 906 523 Ninety thirty, not going to cost you a dime. You will be also sent or you'll leave the office with your bucket list book, and I think you'll find that highly entertaining and useful. Before we continue here with our show to talk about key edges to mark along your retirement journey, gentlemen, I understand that we've got some events coming up in this local area. We do. Right the week after Thanksgiving, actually, on the 28th and 29th at the Gogebic Communities College. Hopefully, did I get that right, John? Gogebic? Yes, you did. Hey, I'll be an Uber before you know it, John. <laughs> so uh, you got to say say that part right, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Uper, 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 Uper. 
Got it. <laughs> so uh, at the community college there in Houghton on the 28th at 6 o'clock. And then the next night on the 29th, we'll be in Calumet uh, at the public library again at 6 o'clock. So if you're interested in coming to either one of those, just give us a call at the office. And Laura will uh, make sure we get you hooked up and get you on the registration list. Are those going to be learning events, free learning events? They are. They're 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 going to be on on retirement subjects, uh, okay. kind of spanning the our planning regimen, the, the solutions that we give. Most everybody that comes to one of these really gets a lot out of it. I would strongly encourage if you have an interest in your retirement and making it safe and doing the right things, you really always should come to these events. We'll, we'll be doing several of these around the community a lot, but these are the first two up there. And I'll actually be up there with John uh, oh, doing this one. I'm going to spit out some ages here, gentlemen, and I want you to comment on them. The first key retirement journey age is going to be age 50. What is so important about that? Uh, that's the age you can start putting in some catch-up contributions into your IRAs and 401ks. All right, so that is age 50. The next one is going to be 55. What's important about the double nickel here? This is one that most people don't know about. If you're 55 and you leave your employer with your 401k at that time, you can actually start taking money out from penalty-free, so the 10% pre-59.5 penalty won't apply to you. And so that's a pretty cool little tool. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, people are like really surprised. It's like, hey, you mean I can actually do that before I'm 59 and a half? And it can help them. Yeah, so there are benefits with age. So that's 50 and 55. Now you mentioned 59 and a half. What is important about that one? That's when you're eligible for your IRA withdrawals penalty free, but make sure if you have a Roth IRA that you've held the account for five years or you'll still face that 10% penalty. And I've always wondered why John Goodhue is 59 and a half. I mean, how do they come up with a half? Why is it not, not 60 or 59? Yeah, how's the government ever come up with anything? <laughs> right. So I'll tell you what, at 59 and a half, this is another really important one. And a lot of people don't know this one either. If you're still working and you have a, your current 401k plan, when you hit 59 and a half, you can actually do what's called an in-service distribution with about 90 percent of all 401k plans in the United States, which means you can roll it out of your the money out of your 401k into your own IRA, no taxes. There's it's just a rollover. And why you might want to do that, you'll have more options in your own IRA because your 401k is limited to basically mutual funds and they're all retail mutual funds and, and you're paying fees and expenses in there you don't even know you're doing. And so I always tell people, go ahead and do an in-service distribution at 59 and a half if you're still working. You can continue to contribute to your 401k. You can continue to get the matches for your 401k. It just puts you in control of your money a lot better than leaving it in your 401k. So that's 50, 55, and 59 and a half. Those are some magic ages to mark in your calendar. Next one is very important as far as I'm concerned. It is age 62. What's important about that? Talked about that last week. Uh, that's when you become eligible for your minimum Social Security benefit, but realize that if you claim it at this age, your Social Security benefit will be that amount for the remainder of your retirement. And it is the once again the minimum Social Security benefit that you can have. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna knock off twenty five to thirty percent off of your full retirement age number, and it's restricted of how much you can you can make in earnings uh, if you do that early before your full retirement age. So be careful about that one. So at age sixty two, you can get Social Security. There's some pros and there's some cons to that, but the biggest con, as you said, John, is that you have an earnings cap. You can only make so much before you have to give half of what you have made back to the government. But uh, 
for some people, 62 is the age that they should take Social Security. Why would anyone want to take it at 62 and give up those benefits that, uh, you know, they could have later on down the road? Well, they might need it to pay their bills. Yeah, that's, that's it. That'd be the number one. Biggest one. Uh, they may be unhealthy, too. You're right. You know, if you're if you're 62 and you hit that age and you know what, your health is really deteriorating and you may not make it too many more years, you might want to take it early. Those are the two big reasons I would think you would do it. Otherwise, I generally tell people that is usually a mistake. The next big age, 65. Health insurance becomes a lot easier at that age. You are eligible for Medicare coverage. Yeah. Make sure you understand how Medicare and its parts work before you sign up and receive care. But make sure you do that before turning 65. And Medicare has different parts to it too, right, John? It does. And and be careful about this one. A lot of you'll get a bunch of mailers. I mean a bunch of mailers from firms trying to say, Hey, you've got to turn at you've turned sixty-five. You gotta take Medicare. Well, if you're working for what they call a large employer, if you're still working at 65 and you're working for a company that's got 20 or more employees, you do not have to take Medicare in any shape or form. You will stay on your group plan as long as you're working. Now, when you come off your group plan, you have to sign up for Medicare. The caveat to that is if you're working for yourself or if you're working for a small company with less than 20 employees, you have to sign up for Medicare or they're going to penalize you and it's not a pretty thing. So I would suggest you know those rules. Come talk to us. We'll help you do all that. And then the other thing is, what type of Medicare? There's traditional Medicare and there's Medicare Advantage. There are Medicare Advantage plans. Those are two totally different things. Which one's right for you? That's why most people would need a lot of help when they're deciding what to do on Medicare. So once again, Medicare questions, simply come into APO Financial in Lorium or call this number to talk about it. It is 906-523-9030. 906-523-9030. The next important age for people to remember is 66 to 67. Why is that important? Uh, that's when you can get your regular Social Security benefit for full retirement age. Right. Full retirement age means that you can draw, well, your full Social Security benefit, but also that's when that earnings cap is uh, lifted so you can make as much money as you want. Somewhere between 66 and 67. Why is it a year range? Well, it's because it depends upon the month of the year that you were born in that you reach your full retirement age. I think for a lot of people listening to us, probably like 66 and six months, but you can go out to the website SSA. .gov and find that out or simply Google retirement benefits calculator and it'll tell you when your full retirement age is. Next one is going to be age 70. Why is that so important? Well, that's the age that you should claim your social security because it does you no good to wait after that age. Right. Uh, you can claim it now. If you leave it alone, this is one people don't know too. If you don't take your social security from your full retirement age, that's at 66 to 67 age bracket and you wait till 70 the government's going to do something magical for you they're going to give you an eight percent increase every single year until age 70 and you're going to be able to add your cost of living adjustments on top of it right so just for example last year the cost of living adjustment was about 5.8 percent so people were were adding about 14 percent to their income for life this year it was 8%. They're mm-hmm. added 16%. They're talking about 3.5% next year. And that's huge because then the future cost of living adjustments go on top of that. It's a big, big deal. 
How to get at 870, you get the most money, but also you should consider two for spousal survivor benefits. If you do wait, certainly your spouse is going to get a, maybe they'll get all of your benefits or maybe they can file for half of it. It just all depends, but they're going to get more as well too. So that's what's important about age 70. The final one here is age 73. Well, it's screwy. This is another example of Congress not knowing what, I don't know what. This relates to what's called RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions. I want to explain that because a lot of people don't understand this. So if you've saved money back in 401ks and 403bs and IRAs, that's all tax deferred. So you got a little deduction on the front end. And as that money grew over, over your working years, you didn't pay any taxes for it. That's why it's called tax deferred. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's not called tax free. Tax deferred means someday in the future you're going to pay taxes. So the government, in their wisdom, have set ages of when they're going to make you start pulling it out. Right now, there are two ages, 73 and 75, depending on when you hit those age groups. So if you're not 75 before 2032, you're 73. If you're 75 at 2032, after you're 75. Kind of, that's how it works. But what has to happen is those requirement distributions have to, you have to start pulling those out of all of that tax deferred money. That's all the 401ks, IRAs and everything and pay taxes on all of it because it's 100% taxable. And what the big surprise is for most people, they don't know this. Those RMDs, the percentage you have to pull out of all of that starts at about 3.67%. It goes up every year until you're dead. So by 80, you're at 5% plus. In your 90s, you're in double digits, 10, 11, 12% having to pull out of your all of that money and pay taxes on it. So if you've done a good job of saving in retirement accounts during your working years, What's generally going to happen to you is your tax bracket is pretty much going to be the same or or maybe more than what it was when you were working. And that's a huge surprise for people in retirement. If our listeners have not considered these key ages in their retirement journey, listen up because this is for you. John and I invite you to call so that you can schedule your complimentary consultation with APO Financial so you can optimize your overall retirement income to take advantage of the opportunities that come with certain ages. How do you do that? Very simple. Call 906-523-9030. Please do it today. 906-523-9030. It's just an opportunity for a very casual conversation between you and John at the APO office in Lorium to get you on a path to a successful retirement. Once again, that number is 906-523-9030. You can also request your appointment online at apofinancial.com. That is apofinancial.com. We so much appreciate you joining us here on WMPL, the talk that bridges the gap right here in Lorium, Michigan. Of course, this is Jeff Shade talking with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. We've had a rousing conversation this morning about a lot of topics that I think our listeners would be interested in. If you have missed any part of our show today or you'd like to hear it all over again, or maybe you just can't set an appointment for the radio every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, we are a podcast. Simply go to wherever you get your podcasts and search for the retirement playbook from APO Financial with John Crows and John Goodhue. You'll find this show and all of our past shows so that you can stay on top of your wealth growing journey and also your journey towards retirement. In this segment, gentlemen, I want to talk about the 4% rule and whether or not it's really right for our listeners and whether the 4% rule works. So first of all, I'm going to turn it over to you, John Goodhue. What exactly is the 4% rule? It says that if you take out 4% as a distribution rate from the money that you've saved for retirement, that you should be okay. 
So, for example, if you have a million dollars, that would mean that you could pull out $40,000 a year during your retirement and you'd be okay. So I usually ask people, if you're a millionaire, do you think $40,000 a year feels like you're a millionaire? (laughs) It's laughable to me, yeah. So what I also tell people is all of these rules of retirement that are on the Internet or you hear some financial person say they're only rules when they work because generally they don't work all the time. And therefore, it's not a rule. I mean, crows, you know, if there's a rule in mathematics, it's always a rule, right? Right. That's right. And it works all the time. So it's not a rule. So be really, really careful. There's a whole bunch of these. So the 4% rule, here's the deal. The 4% rule rule works about 64% of the time. 64. Yeah, so that's kind of like this. If you went out to the airport and got on an airplane and you were flying to Miami for wherever, and so you got on the plane, you got all settled in, and they shut the door, and they pushed back, and the pilot came over the loudspeaker and said, ladies and gentlemen, it's a wonderful day to fly to Miami. It's a clear skies today, no thunderstorms, and we have a 64% chance of making it. You would get off that airplane. Oh, you So would everybody else. <laughs> so. It's the same thing. And so be really, really careful about this stuff. A distribution percentage, and I'll tell you what, some truths. If you have a bucket of money and you live a regular lifespan, you should never, ever take more than 7% out of that bucket of money because it will run out before you do, okay? But you can have a higher distribution rate than 4% if you've done the proper planning so that when stock markets, for example, take great big hits, you don't take those great big hits. That's kind of smart, I think. And that's how we actually manage people's assets. We're not going to play that Russian roulette game of up and down and massive uh, losses. So if you do that and you have a plan like that, you can have a higher distribution rate, make it through retirement just fine, have more money, have more fun, and have more life experiences. So 64% is not good enough. I mean, really, I mean, I would rather certainly have something that's a little more certain. So when I come into you with my money, whether it's a million dollars or not, what sort of questions do you ask me to determine if the 4% rule is right for me or what percentage would be correct? Before we get there, we have to do a whole lot more work. We ask people to fill out a two-page sheet before they come and see us that pretty much gives us a snapshot of exactly where they are financially and also what are the things they really are concerned about going into retirement because those are the things we really want to know we want to get in people's heads a bit and then we'll ask questions in our first meeting with people because we're trying to get to as much information as we can about them because the next thing the next time we meet with people we're going to have built for them an income plan for the rest of their life. They'll never see anything like this before because people don't do what we do. And then we're going to review it with people. We're going to do a social security report for them. We're going to give it to them. It's the best social security report that you can get. It'll have all the different options. We'll talk to them about which options we think are probably not good for them, which ones we think are good for them. We'll use one of those in our income plan that we build for everybody. We'll review the income plan. It'll tell, we'll even play with it. You know, people say, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? We'll do that live right there in front of you. But what it does is it shows us where are your strong points, where are your weak points, where are your gray areas. And then we'll give you recommendations to how to fix the gray areas and the weak areas. And then that will direct us on exactly how do we pull 
money out of different kinds of accounts and when and what amounts to make your income plan work. And so that's really kind of our overall process. And again, if our listeners would like to take advantage of this opportunity to find out what their proper withdrawal rate would be, call 906-523-9030. Come into the APO office and set up a conversation so you can get that plan. Again, 906-523-9030 is the number to sit down and just have a casual conversation with John there at APO Financial to put you on a path to a prosperous retirement. Well, gentlemen, we're out of time for this week. I want to thank you for your time. But most of all, I want to thank the fine people here of Lorium, Michigan and the surrounding areas for joining us. For John Goodhue, John Crows, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again next week with another edition of the Retirement Playbook right here on 920 AM and 107.3. 3 FM WMPL Talk the Bridges the Gap. The opinions voiced on the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing.